0: A Midnight Waffles podcast. This is Battle Stations, a podcast about the Columbus Destroyers and the Arena Football League. I'm Frank Walker. Thanks again for listening to the podcast, folks. Uh, again, this is Battle Stations uh, con- in conjunction with AFLFanZone.com. It's been another rough week for the destroyers. this is uh, this is <laughs> this is a tune that is hard to break at this point. This week's game was I mean so the valor game was frustrating in a whole world of ways that this game was not. I, I will compare it to being a hockey fan in that if you if you watch hockey, you'll occasionally get to a game where your team goes down, three or four goals real early and your goalie just having a bad night something's not right so you pull the goalie you put you know you put in the backup and the rest of the night just looks like guys going through the motions it just kind of wraps up and those are never fun games to watch normally those are the kind of games where I'll kind of move it to a smaller screen I might have with me, like, a laptop or something and start doing something else a little bit, but... It's just not great. Um, And that's what this game kind of felt like after halftime. Even though the Destroyers were kind of fighting again in the fourth quarter, it was a game where... Because at halftime, it was relatively close. I mean, 1914... You have a chance. But then... Third quarter, Philadelphia scores 14 unanswered points. Fourth or Third quarter, that happened. Fourth quarter, Columbus scores 21. Philadelphia scores 14, but you lose 47-35. It, it's just, you hit a certain point in the game where everybody just kind of knows it's over. And the, more so than most of the games this season, because most of the games there was always a feeling of, okay, if we can get something to go right here, we can pull in and make this happen. That, this game after the third quarter was just kind of, a, okay, let's just get to the end of this thing. Um, in that way, it was one of the more demoralizing games for the team this year. Because it's so far this season, there has been this, this awful drumbeat where, for the most part, you kind of felt like they were in games. Um, the first week against the Empire, eh. Week 2 against against Atlantic City, they lost 42-35. That's one touchdown. Week 3 against Baltimore, it was 48-30. I think that game actually was the one that was a little closer than it felt. Uh, that home loss to the Empire 56-40, that's another game that felt closer than it was as the game was happening, but Baltimore scored late, and that was, I mean, it was just it. That Valor game... Man, that was a rough game. I mean, because you just that was a game that you should have had, especially now with being 0-6. I get that 1-5 is not a lot better, but at least it gets something in that win column. So it's been a rough go. Um, I will say, something I'm starting to see a little bit more of is... Something we're starting to see a little bit more of is that I'm starting to see more and more people questioning Grant Russell as the the quarterback for this team. Um, and I mean, I can understand it, especially with the team being 0-6. That That's understandable to me, that you, you would start to question that. I will say, in his defense, his completion percentages are staying decently solid in comparison to other uh, Arena Football League quarterbacks. And I... I do apologize, just taking a quick second here, pulling up the exact stats on that. But in some ways, he's staying very close with what other quarterbacks are doing uh, in the league here. Alright, so looking at his stats for the season. Uh, Grant Russell, he's won 102 completions from 156 attempts, a 65.4% completion rate. So it's, it's not great. Shane Boyd's at a 66, that's the next one. Um, of weekly starters, his is higher than Arvell Nelson's, who's at fifty-seven point one. Where Grant Russell is struggling is the interceptions. He's got eighteen touchdowns, which is the lowest of the t- of any of the starting quarterbacks in the league, and the most interceptions at seven. His quarterback rating is actually higher than Arvell Nelson's, which is a little bit of a surprise to me. But Arvell Nelson also makes plays with his feet a little bit. But it's it's growing pains. I don't think that he's being I don't think it's something like he's out there and he's exposed and he looks bad and it looks like, oh, no, we shouldn't have him on the team or anything like that. It's something where you see him growing. Um, I have a little bit of this in my discussion with with Coach Salk later, but if you go back and listen to the previous episodes, we normally ask at least one question about Grant Russell every week, and a lot of weeks he's doing pretty well. And a lot of weeks when the game's over, I go back and look. Now, with the washington Valor game, the The pick that was right at the beginning of the half that turned into a touchdown that was real bad. Um, this game, I don't know. I, I don't put as much on him as as much as on just a lot of things going on uh, around him. That seven interception number is real high, considering the next closest are Randy Hippard and Narvel Nelson at five each. But it's it's something. You, the big issue is we have eighteen touchdowns when the next closest guys at twenty two, and then I mean Tommy Grady, who the the Empire look like they're just rolling again this year has got 35. So it's, I don't know, it's one of those things where you kind of got to figure out where, I don't know, it, it's it's the same issue you have. It, it takes me back in a lot of ways to, and this is a terrible thing to have to compare to because of how bad things went later, but it takes me back to that first year watching the Cleveland Browns come back where there were so many games before they got that first win where it was like, oh, they just, if this or if that, had happened differently, maybe the game turns out differently, and and so far, that's where we're at, guys. We're waiting to see where that happens. Um, I did appreciate in this week saw a few different things, a few different wrinkles. Like in the last couple weeks, we started seeing some more wrinkles as far as rushing attempts, uh, screen passes, different things like that. Passes to that that eligible receiver who's on the line, the tight end there. Um, so there's there's some things that I think are going well. It's another week where. 47 is a little higher this week uh, as far as what the defense goes in comparison to arena football games, but I don't think the defense is the issue. It's still that offense coming along. It's still getting getting points when we can get them. So let me get to our conversation this week with Coach Sock, and I'll be right back with you. Welcome to the Battle Stations podcast, Columbus Destroyers head coach Matt Sock. How are you doing this evening, Coach? Doing well. Doing well. All right, good to hear. I'm with the uh, with the nice weather coming around and Memorial Day weekend having just passed. Were you yeah. able to do any cookouts or anything fun with the with the holiday at all, or just
1: work? Just work. Just trying to trying to turn this uh, turn this losing streak around and trying to get us to win. Yeah, I can definitely understand that feeling.
0: So, speaking, of, I mean, obviously, that's kind of what we're we're gonna have to be talking about here tonight. Um, so, yeah. I mean so far in this season if if coming into training camp coming into when you were hired and everything, i mean if someone talked about the team being 0 and six halfway into the season, what would have been your response to that i mean how how is this i mean obviously it hasn't gone according to expectations but but how was your what would your perspective on that have been
1: i mean i obviously I was hoping for better than that um but you know at this point in the season it is what it is, and you just kind of have to live with it um in reality, you know, with a young team that I knew that we would have, you know, you're, you're hoping for three and three, um, and you know we just haven't been able to, you know, pull it out and, and get those wins. So yeah, I mean obviously it's disappointing where we're at, um, but you know I mean the good thing is we got six games left. So, you know I I guess I I believe in miracles. I believe in I believe in this team. I think that we can kind of pull it together. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are, are, you know, not, you know, basically doubting us. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it, we just got to get the first. Uh, and then we'll just kind of go from there.
0: Is that a kind of a tactic you use with the team at all? I mean, at this point, is it kind of a motivational idea with them as well in terms of, you know, kind of playing that us against the world card? Or is it still just, you know, business style week in, week out? How, how do you come across or how do you uh, present that, especially with the team?
1: I mean, we. we uh, I mean, as coaching staff, we we just try to stay consistent. I mean, we believe in what we're doing, um, and you know, at the end of the day, when when you look at what we're doing, the scheme is there to win. We're just mentally not getting it done, and you know, the 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 great thing about film is it's it's basically black and white. You either did your job or you didn't, um, and. You know, you watch film and, and we're just kind of failing at at, uh, at the wrong times. And it's just one of those things where I think, you know, we're, we're a young team and, and you know, we're, we still haven't kind of found that that rhythm that we need. But, yeah, I mean, it, it obviously it's frustrating. Um, but the coaching staff is going to continue to do what we're doing. We're going to put in the same amount of hours that we're putting in. Uh, we're going to keep on teaching the way we teach because we believe in it. Um, and at some point, like I said, at some point we will turn this thing around and, and hopefully it starts this week.
0: All right, and from, from your perspective, is there anything that, you know, going back from the beginning of the season, you're thinking, eh, maybe I would have handled this a little differently or maybe we would have approached this situation differently. Is there anything like that in your mind?
1: Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, that's, you know, I, I probably would have signed um, probably a couple more uh, veterans on offense. Um, but, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I had a chance to sign guys. I gave out contracts to veterans. And they chose to go elsewhere because they are offered more money. So there's nothing you can really do at that point. So you're kind of at where you're at. And, you know, I, I like I said, I, I, I'm i happy with the team that we have. I just, like I said, I, I just wish that we could, you know, stop the errors, uh, the turnovers, the, you know, the misalignments and all that stuff. And I think once we do, we'll, we'll eventually get that win. I, I can understand
0: the perspective on, on that as far as maybe not a whole lot else. And it's – there are some things going on, like I – Coming into this season, when we were talking about it on the show beforehand, there was a lot of idea on, you know, do- Donovan Morgan's presence on the field being a, a help, not just in what he would be able to do, but that and he frees up other guys to do things. And, and I mean, obviously, an injury like that, something you can't really can't really plan for there at all.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's tough. I mean, he he was a guy that I kind of w- was going to lean on to to be here with, uh, you know, with us and, and kind of teach and. And, you know, the, the bad part about it is he hasn't been on the field yet. And, you know, as of right now, i got 10 out of 12 guys on offense or rookies. Before I got Paul Browning, and it was 11 out of 12. So it, it's, a, it's a struggle that, you know, these guys have never played the game before. And they're, they're still learning. But, you know, like I said, I, you can only use an excuse for so long. I mean, right now we're, you know, six weeks into the season. And when you count camp, you, you got eight weeks. So eventually they got to start learning and, 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 you know, not making those mistakes. So we're just going to try to, you know, keep the guys that we have because we believe in them, uh, keep that continuity going together with the quarterback, and try to obviously, you know, as, as I said, get a win. All
0: right. Now the last two weeks, um, the teams really seemed to struggle coming out at, at a halftime. Uh, I mean, the, in the Valor game, it was a game that you guys seemed to have kind of in control on what was going on and then this last week it was a game where you had to do some comeback but but Philadelphia really I think they outscored I think they scored 14 in the third quarter and I don't think Columbus put yeah. up anything on those did I mean what what is that process going in and trying to make those halftime adjustments or or are there changes in how you're thinking of doing that or what's what's your evaluation of
1: that Well I mean I, I you know I, my speech with the guys this morning was, was pretty simple was the fact that you know two out of the first three drives we had we had a major amount of penalties. Uh, We had an inter. We had two interceptions out of three drives, one for a touchdown. We came out in the second half. Um, They score on a fourth and 10 uh, because we had misalignment on defense. And then offensively we drive down. Uh, We get, I think at the 10 yard line ish, uh, we throw a pass and we fumble it. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, we just keep on killing ourselves because, you know, at the end of the half, we stopped them. So you're down 19 to 14, fourth and 10. If we align properly, I have no doubt that we're going to stop them because uh, we were doing a good job of doing that. So now you know we get the ball back, and again, it, it's all you know if if and could or whatever. Um, but I mean, again, you just look at it, and the way you talk about it is we get the stop, we score, and now we're up 21 to you know 19, and it's a completely different ball game. But we let them score. We fumble on our first drive. They score, and now it's like it's you know it's a 14, 14 point swing that uh, to their way instead of our way. So it's just one of those things where it's just, it's just really frustrating, um, and it's just the things that we got to clean up.
0: Now this week something I did notice when I was watching the game. Um, I know Grant Russell had a, a couple of picks this week, but one thing I kind of noticed on on the first one he had at least, and I don't remember if it was true on the second, but it came on a fourth down. And I remember after the conversations we've had being like, well, you know, i if it had to happen sometime, I mean, this is when you have to kind of force the issue and, and see what happens. Are, are you still seeing kind of that progression for him week to week and how he's doing and and how he's growing as quarterback of this team?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the, the, the first fourth down and that first drive, uh, you know, we ran a dig and, and the wide receiver, um, you know, started his dig and then and then went above the DB, which you can't do. So Grant's thinking he's going to run below him. The wide receiver goes above him, and they see, you know, it's a, it's a pick for an INT. Uh, the second interception that he had, um, you know, we had a misalignment on, you know, with the wide receivers, um, and we were late with the ball. I mean, you know, for three steps, I had a wide receiver that was, you know, wide open. So, you know, it's just a learning tool for Grant, and, you know, the way we talk about it is, That's frustrating. I mean, you can go back to NFL, to college. I mean, there's not a lot of times when a first-year player comes in and and just puts up unbelievable stats. You know, you look at, I mean, I use the example of Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning in his rookie year threw 28 interceptions. So it's not like he started out just unbelievable. Uh, I think everyone saw the talent, which is what we see with Grant. Um, And my goal is to, Tries to give him situations to where he can be a little bit more successful and not have those interceptions. So that is my goal going forward is to kind of cut down on that. I will try to do that with play calling. Um, But at the end of the day, he's also got to keep on progressing as well.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much for your time tonight, Coach. Um, I know that as the weeks have progressed here, these these questions have not been getting easier, but I do thank you for coming (laughs) on and and giving us a chance
1: to ask him here. No, I appreciate you having me. I really do. Thank you. Bye. All right. Take
0: care. All right. And as always, we are appreciative of uh, coach sock being on the show with us this week. Uh, if you're a normal listener to the show, you'll notice we're a little bit different in format this week and that we don't have a second guest, uh, discussing Atlantic city. Just something where life got busy for me. So I wasn't able to get anybody hooked up or, or, or set up for the show. My fault on that. I do apologize. We'll be back to the normal format for next week. A couple other things before we finish up here. Um, this last week, there was a uh, a game. The Baltimore Atlantic City game ended on a last second field goal. Really exciting game. The problem was a lot of people didn't get to see it. Uh, There's apparently an outage with the stream on Saturday, so it did not go through. There's a lot of upsetness about this, which makes a lot of sense um, with the league growing, which I, I, it is. And where I'm where I'm happy to say that is uh, it being on ESPN is helping. I think that the uh, the situation with with pushing more into the daily fantasy is helping a lot and getting people really into the games, that wouldn't have been otherwise. So what it was what I do appreciate is that Commissioner Bo, uh, I think handled this well and that he gave an update and was clear with fans on what happened. He tweeted out uh, yesterday, I believe the update was they had a uh, they issued to a secondary encoder. Um, that had to do with putting the games online so that it would stream, I believe the encoder has something to do with just making sure that everything streams properly, uh, they said they won't be using it again this season, I, I'm not sure exactly what the nature of that issue is if anyone wants to tweet at me or whatever, that's fine um, but just the fact that he was forthright about what happened, I, I do appreciate, so thank you very much for that Commissioner Bo, uh, we are you know, do appreciate that kind of stuff here at, the, at Battle Stations relax, enjoy the game this week Heaven help us, I want to finally get a win. I would love to beat the Blackjacks. It would be great to finally get that first win. Go, Destroyers. Thank you for listening to Battle Stations.